on this week's nonsensible podcast. And sometimes like oh, when I say okay. sometimes when I say I'm a rapper, I like pull back a little bit. I'm like, I'm a rapper. I've read about this. But in English, they completely changed it to just be so not worth it. <laughs> College experience. You gotta go to the dorms and you gotta go to the frat parties and Yeah, well you, you know. can stay away from uh. the frat parties. <laughs> This is nonsensical. So we're back with a new episode of, I almost said Netflix. I don't know why. <laughs> this isn't on Netflix. No, it's not on Netflix. But it's um, just about everywhere else. Yeah, everywhere else you can find a podcast. Um, it is a new episode of Nonsensible with Sam. Saul. Um, and we have a lovely guest with us today, Carson Allen, joining us today. Thank you. Hey. Thank you for having me. My first podcast. Is it your first ever? Yeah, first ever. Oh, really? That's wow. awesome. There we go. Congratulations. I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you for having me. Uh, does that make you a little bit nervous then? A little bit. I don't think I've ever like just continuously talked for like a long amount of time. Oh, yeah. really? Are you, are, you, are you a bit of a chatterbox by nature or are you… More conservative, more quiet? I would definitely say I'm more of a listener. Uh I like to like listen to other people talk and just nod. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That doesn't really work on podcasts, but I'm sure we can make it work here. We can make it work one way or another. It might work on ours. Sometimes we're known to talk a little bit too much. Yeah, we can make it work. Yeah. You obviously listen to podcasts, I take it? I do. I, um, I listen to a lot of commentary though, more than like podcasts, just like YouTubers who are just talk about their opinions for like hours on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. There's a whole genre of that. Yeah, and I really, I love just like, even if I don't agree with someone's opinion, I just want to hear them like why they think that way. And they just like keep saying, oh, I I disagree and blah, blah, blah. Even if I don't agree, I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. And and why are they always, quick question, if you watch those, why are they always sitting in their car? (laughs) You know? What what is this? Is this like political commentary? What kind of, Um, what's the genre? Like, when I hear commentary, the two things that come to mind, sports commentary, political commentary. Oh, that's not what I'm watching. Yeah, what do you watch? watch commentary? I, don't um, I watch a lot of commentary on like shows that flop and yeah. like why they think they flopped. And then also about like kind of like controversial people like in the media mm-hmm. or like YouTubers who do like scandal, you know, like things that like pop up and mm-hmm. I don't know, like stuff about society and like influencers and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just like in, it's just, for example, a YouTuber's personal opinion on, um, for example, I guess we could say Megan and Prince Harry, they had the interview with Oprah recently. Yeah, and so I'll, I'll watch somebody give their opinion on what they think of the whole thing. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I always see those, especially like on Facebook, they, they used to pop up all the time, mm-hmm. like people sitting in their car and it's like, so man, if y'all want to be, if y'all want to do this <laughs> with your life, you got to do some things, you know? And, but they have a ton of followers. But, they, but, but these are like an hour long. Like yeah. they'll just sit there and just talk and talk and talk for mm-hmm. one person. Yeah. Like it's not a conver- not even a conversation. No. I, I could not do that. Yeah. She's what she said. She's a listener. Well, you know, understandably, I, I'm, I'm a, talker. a talker, but I could not do that myself. <laughs> yeah. Talk to a camera. Could you talk to a camera for an hour long? No, but that's what I always think is so amazing about like Dave, you know, when Dave does his YouTube stuff. People can just sit in front of a I feel so weird talking in front of a camera. He doesn't do that. Just though. a camera for He so doesn't long. do it like that though. Look at his videos. He's by himself. He's by him damn self. He sits there and he 
claps himself out. Then he claps himself. It's not like an. He doesn't like. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's probably has like I'm gonna edit. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna edit like this, this, this. Whereas these people, yeah. there's like minimal editing. Yeah. To if, no editing. Yeah. If it's like a one shot with no edit whatsoever, like if they're just rambling for an hour of no edit, which means. They, you know, that makes life easy. If you don't have to edit the video, they just upload it as soon as they're finished. But you have to talk nonstop for an hour. Yeah, that's intense. It gives me a panic attack just thinking about it. You talked about people in cars. The, the only <laughs> thing I think about… Why are they all always in your cars? But the, only th- the only video that comes into my head of someone in a car was the woman with the, um, the Chewbacca mask. Did oh. you ever see that one? No. Is that one of your… I mean, that's just a viral video, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not see that? No. What is that? This woman, she went to like Walmart or something and bought this mask of Chewbacca. And she thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, well, she and bought it for her son. Oh, was then, it for her yeah, son? Yeah, but then like she tried it on and just thought it was hysterical. Because yeah. it, like, it does the… As soon as you like, you open it and she's like, they're giggling and thinks… Yeah, she was just like giggling off and like it was it went viral and it was unlike the James Corden And then like everybody and, went to buy it and they were like sold out in yeah. like every Walmart. And she was all over like the talk all the late night talk shows and whatnot for it. Just for giggling? The internet's a weird place. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I mean you can get famous for doing nothing these days. Yeah. It, it's uh, Life is amazing. And you can work your ass off for years and not get that famous too, huh? It, it, it is a weird world we are living in yeah. for sure. What, so could you tell the people that don't know like what what you do out here in Korea these days? Um, I work as an actress here in in South South Korea. Uh, <laughs> you sound like a is TBS radio voice? person. No, I, it's my I'm uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's four p.m. here in <laughs> I don't, Seoul, I don't know South why Korea. I have a hard time like talking about myself. I'm just like ah yeah yeah. I don't it makes know. Makes you feel weird. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think because people are like, oh, you're an actress. I don't know. People then start thinking it's something like. Well, when your job is really cool, yeah. like what you're saying, sometimes it sounds like you're bragging. I, I'm a I'm a rapper, and sometimes like oh, when I say, okay. sometimes when I say I'm a rapper, I like pull back a little bit. I'm like I'm a rapper, and I <laughs> no. I don't know if I do that because I yeah, I'm like 35 like, oh, and I'm ooh, oh, a white yeah. rapper, or if it's because like I don't want to seem like I'm being like I'm a mother rapper. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, I, I, I did the same thing. Um, people ask me what you do for a living. I'm like, yeah, I work in film and television. Yeah, you pull back a little bit. And they're like, oh yeah, so what do you do? And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, um, work in front of camera. Like I don't… Uh, win awards. Yeah, I'm just like, I work in front of camera. It's like the like, cooler… I don't want to give a title. The I'm cooler like, your <laughs> job is, the more you have to pull back. You have to I'm be like, like I'm a f- astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, you tell as soon as you put a title there, then people are like, Oh, tell me more. Yeah. And yeah. tell me more. Oh, really? That's amazing. And and then you've got people that… Then you've got the other people that doubt you. And they're like, no, that's bull. Yeah. They're like, I don't believe you. And they're like, you're famous? And like, no, you're not. And they want evidence. So it's… Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's just… You, you learn to kind of be a little bit subtle with it and just kind of… Yeah. I, also, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Well, yeah. it's a, yeah. And everyone it's, will. Because it's yeah. cool, right? Well, that's the thing. It's a job. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's a career. It's, it's yeah. It pays my bills. Exactly. It's it's no different to anyone else's job. It's just… It, it's like I've got friends that are plumbers. And I look at that job and I'm like, that's cool. Because I don't do it every day. It's a cool job. If I had to do it every day, <laughs> it would probably be a boring job. Well, it's damn sure cool if you take pride in it. 
Well, I think any job's cool. Yeah, if you take and, pride in it, right? But it's like it's like the grass is always greener on the other side. Like I have I have days in my job and I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to go on set today. I don't want to shoot today. I don't want to do this today. I don't want to do that job, full stop. But and other people look at me like, you're crazy. Yeah. I'd yeah, love to be in your dream, shoes. You know. And yeah. it's like, well, walk a mile in my shoes and then you can appreciate it. But and the, vice a bad versa. Day for a, you or like me, not, like a, whatever it is for Carson as well, a bad day for you is a lot different than maybe a bad day for a plumber. You can have a really sh- day if you're a plumber. <laughs> if you're, yeah, hey, yeah. y'all are in the group chat. If, a- if you're up to your knees in, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah, each to their own. And, and like I said, if you're looking at it from a different perspective, everything else looks different. Yeah. Everything else looks completely different. I think people, the reason that if Carson walks in and says, oh, I'm an act, actress, actor, people are, people are admire anybody who went out and like risked it all to become mm. something that they're actually passionate about. There aren't that many actors who are like forced into acting, right? Yeah. Or maybe there is. Maybe uh, but, I mean, child actors sometimes, but yeah. not really. At the end of the day, it's, it's a passion yeah. job. It's a, mm. a, a passionate career. So I think that once when you have that kind of career, people look up to it so much that you're kind of like weird about calling yourself that. So that's why you might want to pull back. The headlines remind us daily: the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com So... Tell us a little bit about your background and your connection to, I mean, obviously based here in Korea, but um, being here and acting here in Korea is obviously not the most obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I take from your accent, America. America. So are, are you from America? Yes. Where? Uh, my family's from Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Like both my parents, all my relatives are all from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Cool. But I mean, I'm I'm a military child, so I grew up abroad like my entire life. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So I don't really I can't really be like, oh, I'm from this part of the US. I can only just say where my family's from. Mm, okay. Wait, okay, if you're military, were you born in America? Yeah. So I was born in Florida and then we moved to Texas and my sister was born. Then we spent some time in Colorado and then we actually moved to Japan. Uh-huh. Well, so about, that was your first time living outside of America? Yeah. But it's crazy because those, like the years that I was in Japan, that's really all my memories. Like before that all in America, I don't remember anything of being a kid in the U.S. So I only have memories of like growing up in Japan. That's crazy. It's so, like my whole elementary school, we f- did five years in Japan. And then we were shortly in the U.S. back in Florida. And then I came to Korea. Were you in like an international school or were you with mostly Japanese kids? Or? I was actually homeschooled. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Yeah. 
So you, did you pick up any Japanese in Japan? No. And that's like one of my biggest I, regrets is to my parents. I'm like, why didn't you just put me in like a Japanese kindergarten yeah. elementary school mm-hmm. thing? But, so you could learn a little bit. Yeah. But um, no, my mom was really passionate about like teaching us. And um, she really felt like this is a crazy opportunity to live abroad as like a child. So yeah. she homeschooled us. And we literally were like field trips every day. We would go to museums. We would go to all of these like temples. We would go to like um, very cultural things. And we would, you know, she would make us write little reports and like, it was fun. And she wanted to like take advantage of this time instead of just putting us in a school. Wow. That, that would be, I I, I can't imagine what that would… It sounds kind of hippie, but I swear it's not. I did. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Hippie's cool. But I can't imagine what it would be like having, um, being American and having both your parents be American as well, but your first childhood memories Growing up is being foreign. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine what that would be like. It was interesting. And especially, I mean, that's like so long ago. There were like no, and I was actually living in Okinawa, the mm-hmm. island. Yeah. So it's even more kind of kind of like a closed off, you know, it's not like Tokyo or, you know. And so I just remember even as a kid going to the playgrounds, anywhere I went, all the Japanese, you know, kids would come up to me and be like, oh. <gasps> you know, hi, 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 you know, and tried to like talk to me. And wow. I just remember it being so like fun. Everything was You always, loved it? Yeah. Even though I was like foreign, it was just so different, mm. you know. I was, always wondered what like kids here, for, foreigner kids here feel about getting so much attention from Korean kids. Mm. But I guess when you're a kid, like you love attention. Yeah. Right? You always have a friend. Everybody's always like interested to like talk to you. Yeah. My, my friend James's mom grew up in Okinawa too. And she said that she would just like run around and like playing caves and stuff. Like yeah. it was she she had the same kind of like magical oh my experience gosh. growing up there as well. Yeah, I mean, and it's so beautiful. Uh, my mom also was really into photography, so I mean, we just have like boxes and boxes of like pictures from Okinawa, and it Whoa. it's like magical. The beaches, the caves, it's beautiful there. Oh, right? it's beautiful. You still have a, a, a strong connection to Japan then. Um, I mean, it's like a a part of my like heart, you Mm. know, it's like all my memories, you know, growing up, it was like that age. I mean, we loved Sailor Moon, like, and like Pokemon Mm. and like my sister loved Dragon Ball Z. So all of those things, we could go to like a store and buy cards and action figures. Yeah. Yeah. So like we have like Japanese Pokemon cards. We've got like… You know what I mean? So for us, it was like… <laughs> He's like, bags. <laughs> my sister would murder that's, you for them. That, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, right now, like right now, that is worth mad coin right yeah. now. So Real Japanese yeah. For cards. kids, it was like we lived in this just magical land of everything that we were enjoying was like a part of, you know, our life. How much will you sell me a Pokemon rookie card for? <laughs> I don't have them. My sister has them and she protects them with her life. So make sure that it's graded. You want to get it PSA 10. I want that signed by yeah. Pikachu himself. I don't know if he can get that signed. Good luck. Wow, with that's that. so cool. I heard that Okinawa has just beautiful food too. Yeah. Like every meal you have is super colorful and people there are very healthy. Yeah. For a while, they said Okinawa had the most centenarians in the world. Most people to live to be 100. I've never been to Okinawa. I, really? I, I've heard great things about it, though. Heard great things about it. Yeah. Definitely on the list of places to go. Yeah, I want to go there as well. I mean, it's a little different now. Like, I did go, I think, in like 2014. Mm-hmm. And it was already very different than when I went. Because, you know, 
tourism really like just boomed, you know, recently there. Well, not recently, recently. But when I went there, it was very like country kind of, you know, people weren't really traveling there. But now they have a lot of hotels, a lot of resorts. So it's a little different. Yeah. If if my memory serves me correct, Mr. Miyagi was from Okinawa. Yeah. I think so, actually. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> recently, if you've been watching Cobra Kai, um, um, Dan- Daniel Caruso actually takes a trip back to Okinawa. And uh, there has been some, yeah. There have been some changes. The village has disappeared and there's a shopping mall. And yeah, there's and been he's upset changes. about it? Uh, absolutely. Mm. He's, he's devastated. So, I feel like that's yeah. how it's going to be when I move back to, if I ever go back to Yongin. Oh, you probably won't recognize it. I mean, yeah. Everland and yeah. So if you went to Okinawa, Okinawa now, would you come down? Oh, yeah. Would you come down? I'd buy a cry. <laughs> get, get the waterworks going. Get would the you waterworks going. I mean, would you cry? Probably, yeah. I mean, I have been there at least once since my childhood. But yeah, I just have such like pure memories there. Like, yeah. I mean, and also it's like, I feel like, you know, there was no real technology you know like also just thinking about my childhood like we would just run around in these farm fields and we would run around on the beaches and you know it was just like a different time it's interesting you say that too because i feel like i never i've been trying to figure out why it is first time i went back to yongin after like not being there for two years i cried too and i was like walking on this little path that i walked on on my on my like day to work every day and i think that that was part of it it was like this like it was innocent it was like free Mm -hmm. i was like I just f- remembered those feelings of being so excited about the smallest things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So I wonder if it would be the same for, for you to go back. Homeschool. <laughs> I, I want to no, I, I ask you about this. It's because not weird. No, no, no. But no, people and have I, this I, like I, stigma with no, no, like no. homeschool And this is, not, this is nothing to do with the stigma. Okay. I'm, I'm wondering what your experiences were of homeschool. Because obviously from, from there you went into formal education. Yeah, so I I started going to school. I don't. I'm. I mean, I'm going to talk American system grades, but mm. uh, seventh grade. Uh-huh. So that's like out of the three years of middle school, the second year is when I went to school for the first time, and that was actually here at the middle school here in Korea. No. Oh wow! Like that transition. I imagine it would have been a quite a difficult stage. I there's a lot of positives to being homeschooled. I imagine. Also, just the um, just the whole the relationship of the family. You'd have a, such a strong relationship, obviously, being together, you know, all the time and 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 whatnot. But you'd also lack some of the friendships that you'd have with being at school and whatnot. The transition that you're having there, education wise, but also with friendships. What was that like for you? I actually think it kind of shaped. I'm not somebody to have like a lot of friends. I'm very selective of friends. And I'm always like having a very small group of friends. And I think that kind of came from… Even when I was homeschooled, we had other homeschool families that my (laughs) mom would like approve of for us to be friends. You know what Uh I mean? Like she kind of chose our friends. And so even when I went to school, I kind of found myself, you know, being like, oh, who is a real friend? Who's a true friend? I didn't Mm -hmm. want to just like have all of these friends. Yeah. So. It can be overwhelming to have a lot too many friends. Yeah, and I think it's… I mean, I think that's a positive thing though. To kind of mm. value more family and value like really true friends and like having a small circle of people. 
And it seems like her reasoning behind wanting you to do homeschooling is cool. When you first said it, I was like, oh, it, was she like kind of scared about you being in J- experiencing Japan? But it was actually because ah, no, no, no. she wanted you to experience it and she wanted to kind of guide you through the experience. Right? Well, I mean, one of, the, one of the things with education, they say one of the, the best forms of education is actually travel. Now, when you're, when you're young and you're stuck in formal education, you don't get the opportunity to actually appreciate travel because you're doing it. The only time you get to travel is during vacation, mm-hmm. summer vacation, when all the other kids at school are on vacation. So you're traveling with, you know, all the other kids. You're trying to get in an airplane. You're trying to get accommodation with all the other families when prices are at a peak. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, ab- you know, it's not actually a bad idea what Carson's mother did, you know, to homeschool and, and, and take that opportunity to actually appreciate the culture and, and see what was there. And we mm-hmm. we did so many fun things. Like we would go to the beach and we would find all of these like seashells. And then my mom had bought all these like encyclopedias of seashells and mm-hmm. like sea life. So then we would flip through it and try to find what seashell this is, what the name is, you know, how it like, what family it belongs to. Cool. So it was like, you know, we were getting a good education. She and, sounds like a good teacher. Yeah. I mean, she loves kids. She actually, even after… so. My parents, they had three daughters. Mm-hmm. And then when we kind of got older, my parents got married pretty early. They decided to have more kids. So there's like a huge gap in between my older sister, me and my younger sister. And then I have two younger siblings of like 20 years in between. Yeah. Wow. There's a 20-year age gap between yeah. the… My… I believe it's my sister and my brother who have like a 20… Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I'd have to do the math. But yeah, my, my mom was like, I want more kids. Like, I want to do that again with… I don't know, she loves kids. That's so wow. cool. How old was she? Is that, is that a weird question? How old was she when she had the… The kids. Newer kids. The newer kids. The new family. Yeah. <laughs> the second family. <laughs> I the think new my mom buddies. was like 40, <laughs> 46 or… Yeah, 45, 46. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's amazing. And that takes a lot of dedication. Yeah. Like at, at at that stage of life and having raised three children, mm-hmm. like like my wife and myself, we had children kind of in our like I was I think I was forty when I had thirty nine when I had our first son, so she would have been like forty one. Um, and once you start hitting that age sort of point. It gets a lot more… When you hit your 40s, it gets mm-hmm. a lot more difficult because your body starts deteriorating once you hit 40. And mm-hmm. Once you start having to pick up babies and, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, you have to bathe them and they want to, you know, they want you to kind of carry them on your shoulders and they, they want you to do certain things and it's kind of like, my, my body ain't what it, it used hurts. to be. Yeah. <laughs> my back hurts and my shoulder hurts mm. and… You know, my knees are sore walking upstairs now. Yeah. At having done it once already and, and going for a second time around, that's that is definitely a a determined woman who definitely loves she her family. Say, I really love kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when wow. you came back when you came back here, and did you go to international school here or did you just go to like Korean middle school? So yeah, so we did five years in Japan and then we did like a year and a half back in the U.S. And then we came here and we lived here as a family, I think for six years. So that was in 2008, I believe, until 2013. Mm-hmm. 
And you lived like on the military base? Or? Yeah. So I lived on Yongsan, the military wow. base. And uh, I went to middle school there and high school. And yeah. One time I, I went there. The first time I went there, I bought a 40 because I hadn't had a 40. <laughs> you know what a 40 is? Yeah. You know, the big, big beer. can beer. beer. <laughs> and, you know, it's. I felt like I was in Korea. So I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, I was in a parking lot kind of area on base. Oh, and did they tell you you 40, can't and drink? This, yeah, this yeah. dude in like a North Carolina accent. MP. Hey, buddy, you can't, be, you can't be drinking that like that on the street. And I was you like… You see an MP? What? Huh? Military police? Just somebody. No, no, he was just a regular guy. Uh-huh. And I was like… Oh, I'm sorry. In Korea, it's kind of like okay as long as you're not like. He's like, you're not, you're not in Kansas anymore. You ain't, you ain't in Korea anymore, buddy. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like this that's, is America. That's like what I have to explain to people is like, I, li- you, if you live on the base, it's like a, a sheltered America. Yeah, like the rules, everything is like the American oh. way, and we have the American grocery store. We have like, so everything I was eating, everything I was doing on the base was. It's America. It's American. You can yeah. go. Oh. I go on base and get, get a hot pocket. As soon yeah. as as soon as you walk on that base, as soon as you walk on that base, it even the air felt different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like even like you breathe the air on there, and you're like, "This is American. It's America. air. This is freedom." It's, it's like <laughs> it felt completely different. <laughs> the streets are different. Like uh, everything about it feels completely different. And they've got they've got the movie theater. They've got the bowling alley. Yeah. Um, They've got like McDonald's, fields, Popeyes, you know. yeah, the football fields, <laughs> the middle school. What's that? Do you fire do y'all smell liberty? <laughs> <laughs> Every the PX, uh, the yeah. barbershop, everything yeah. you could imagine on that military base. Even there. the hospital, you know, it was really weird, you know, after I couldn't go to the hospital on the base anymore yeah. to go to a Korean hospital because it was just like I'd never my entire life, even though I lived in Korea for so many years, I'd never been. To a Korean hospital wow. or like a Korean clinic. Even I, I even remember going to the, the Dragon Hill Dragon Hill Hotel. Mm-hmm. Even in there, they had the poker machines, like the <laughs> the slot machines. Yeah, they had, they had yeah, it all. Yeah. They had everything in there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, so you went to school on the base too, mm-hmm. middle school, and then I graduated from high school there as well. Yeah. On the base. Yeah. Was it? Uh, so, but you Seoul so high, I had like Seoul an American school, Seoul High School Eagles. This, what was your school's name? No, mascot? we were Falcons. Falcons. Okay, sorry. I was like, Falcons. wait, that didn't sound right. Seoul but High School, right? Seoul American High American School. American. You know so the like Falcon the- is the fastest animal in the world? <laughs> what happened to the cheetah? It's not as fast as a goddamn falcon. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. So I had like an American graduation. Go Falcons. Yeah. Blue so, and white. So, but your Korean's good, right? Your Korean's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's pretty fluent. How did you get how did you learn Korean if you were on the base all the time? So at the school you could take like as your language choice. Like of course you could do Spanish or could, I even did Chinese, but I also did like Korean. So that's where I learned the alphabet, you know, we learned, you know, all the greetings and mm-hmm. easy stuff, but I mean it really came it's it's an American school, but um everybody is it's like 50% Americans, but really like a lot of Koreans at the school as well. So or you had like, Korean friends and you spoke Korean yeah, with them Yeah, or like school? Korean Americans. Like all my friends were like Korean American or they were half Korean, half American. So like my best friend from middle school, like Sam, I would go to her house and her mom would just only be talking in Korean. Mm-hmm. So cool. You know, so I was like listening and hearing Korean like all the time. Wow. That's so great. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really like really lucky. I mean, I feel like I was able to learn a language kind of more, not as like, 
stressful because I feel like people, when they learn a language, it's very like study oriented yeah. where I was just having fun with my friends. And, you know, I had a lot of friends that were into K-pop and my friend introduced me to Super Junior at the time mm-hmm. when I was like in middle school, Super Junior was like it. gods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. So cool. And then from then from there, you your, your parents moved back to the States? Yeah, in 2013. And you… Moved back with them. I did. Actually, um, my parents really didn't want me to go to university here. They really like… Especially my dad. uh, He was just so set on like… You gotta have that American college experience. You gotta go to the dorms. And you gotta go to the frat parties. And Yeah. Well, you you can stay away Uh. from the frat parties. (laughs) (laughs) He just wanted me to like… dorms, okay. He wanted me to experience that all-American college… Did he really enjoy that experience himself? Yeah, he yeah. yeah he really enjoyed it, and he also um, ended up uh, being an ROTC uh, professor at a university uh, as well. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so I think he just really wanted me to not miss out on that opportunity. Did you care one way or the other? Uh, Obviously I, not. <laughs> you kind of didn't want to go. I didn't know. I mean. Yeah, I'd never really lived in the U.S. I'd only been to visit like my grandma and my aunt. And so it was kind of scary. Like I know that sounds weird, but I was Mm. like, America, I've never really lived there. I don't know if I'll feel comfortable. I don't know. I've just always had so many like international experiences that I was like to go to America. I don't know. It's a big move. My dad was the same. He he had a weird relationship with his family. So I think that when he like left and went to university, that was his first time where he really could take control of his life and get out from under a a weird situation at home that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't always the happiest kid at Mm -hmm. home. So I wonder if that's sort of why maybe your dad had like the same sort of thing. Like that was the best time of his life. So he assumed Mm -hmm. that that would be the best time in yours, but you already had a great thing going on because your family was… I think you've also got the mass media that portrays especially American university. Because it's a business. Especially as opposed to a lot of other universities, a lot of other um, tertiary education in other countries around the world. You Mm -hmm. have uh, schools in America, the college system in particular, where you have a very strong, um, you have that school pride. Mm. That a lot of other universities… In Australia, we don't have a school pride. You go to university. You go to study. Once your classes are over, everyone goes home. Or people not home. No, no, no. But, well, but people… To the pub, right? Yeah, but you generally… I found that I generally didn't socialize with friends from university. Mm. I'd socialize with my friends from high school. Like, university was just… It was business. I'd go there for st- for study. And once study was over, I'm gone. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't developing particularly, you know, great relationships. Uh, you're supposed to, in America, they push it as like, this is where you're going to meet the people that are going to change the course of your career later on in life. Yeah. And and that's, I, I think it's, it, it feels quite different. And, and that's like, even as an Australian, like I'd love, I would have loved the opportunity to go to college in America. We can do it. Like, Let's even, make a TV show out of it. Let's I'd, get I'd love to like this the whole sport like just the whole sporting that that pride you have yeah to do tailgating like my dad was like pushing me to go to the football games and to like you know do all these things and I was just so awkward well it's like that's right it's like it's just even like you see people and and have like you know it's like University of Illinois and they'll 
even after they've graduated. Oh my gosh, my grandma still sends me university stuff from the university that my dad went to. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that is in Australia, that's unheard of. Pete, I don't even know if my university sells that kind of stuff. <laughs> you don't even remember the f- name of your university. No, I do. You, Swinburne University of Technology. But they don't have any cool kind of merchandise. Yeah. Like it, it's like UNC. That's where you went, right? No. No. That's what this says. <gasps> this says she went to UNC. It says I went to UNC? University of North Carolina. I went to NC State. It says University in North Carolina. No, I'll say. Uh, I'm, from, I'm from Chapel Hill. You are? Yeah. Oh! That I, was the, re- that's where I was referencing that. Like UNC. North Carolina, yeah. Well, I mean, UNC. that's because of Michael so, Jordan. Yeah, but you had, mm-hmm. so for example, UNC, like guys in Australia who've never been to America will wear UNC gear Michael because Jordan. Michael Jordan went Even there. Even I like, see it's Koreans cool. wearing like Harvard. You know, it's yeah. like just fashion. Yeah, it's yeah. fashion. But like, like if, um, yeah, I could definitely understand where your father's coming from. In retrospect, are you glad that you had the American University experience? Oh, I mean, I, I I went one semester at the university. You only went to one uni- semester. Yeah, in the U- United, like in the at NC in the United States, States yeah, of America. Yeah, in the United States, <laughs> in the United States of America. So the thing was, is I had no argument against my father, and yeah. he knew that. You know, he kept saying his main argument was, "You can't say you don't like something you haven't tried." Yep. And uh, I was like, "What am I supposed to say?" You know, I haven't lived in America. I haven't experienced the college there. So who am I to say that I'm going to hate it? So I went, I hated it. You hated it? <laughs> and then I was able to be like, I did it. I tried it. I hated it. it Bye. You, and you went to NC State? <laughs> yeah, I went to NC State because um, that's where my father was a professor at Whoa, ROTC. Crazy. One semester. One semester. Then what happened from there? Then I, I bought a plane ticket and I came back to Korea on my own. But the thing was, my parents were like, if that's what you want to do, you're, you're cut off. Like, like we're not gonna like support you financially, so you kind of have to figure. Were it they out. in Korea? No, they we we had all moved in 2013 back to the states for my dad to do that job, in 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 North Carolina. So we all moved there, and my dad really wanted me to go, you know, to NC State with him and be a what were we? I think a wo- wolf or yeah, something. Wolf. And people were doing Is it this the wolf or something. NC, I think so. Yeah, wolf pack. Yes, yes, yeah. So I did all of that and then I was able to have my own argument and be like, I don't like this, 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 and I'm going to do my own thing. So my parents were like, that's cool, but… Well, you must have really hated it. You were like, yeah, I don't need y'all's money. You know… <laughs> wow. That was a… So it was kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I don't know if it was just because it was North Carolina. Like nothing against people from North Carolina, but… I got I, a North Carolina tattoo right here. Oh. I don't know if I had gone somewhere else, if I had gone to California or New York or somewhere. I don't know that's more because I grew up in the city and you grew I did up in all, city. you know, I did all of my teenage years, high school, everything, living in a city and and going back and trying to live in a town where everybody that I was meeting, especially at, at the university, they were like born there, never left there. Yeah. Their whole entire family's there. Mm-hmm. And I just I didn't relate to anybody I met. Everyone wants like I went to Chapel Hill High School and it, no matter how good your grades were, like you had to be at the top of the top to get into like UNC or NC State because everyone just wanted to like stick Stay around. there, yeah. North Carolina because we have this idea just that our like universities are amongst the best in the world. And Is that all, not also there. because you get a discount for staying in state? 
Probably, probably yeah. that too. Yeah. It's like but half I mean, the price. You can't, it's very difficult to get in, you know? But yeah, people love North Carolina. They want to stay, I guess. But I'm glad I moved away and got to see a bigger city too. Yeah. And I feel like if you're when you're in a city like Seoul, you can get in 15 minutes, you can be in a whole nother world. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. The difference between like Gangnam and Uljiro and uh, and like, all that stuff. I but think. in North Carolina, 15 minutes, you're just like still in the same Area. suburb. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everything's was, so spread out. It was kind of just hard to adapt to not really… Because I also didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a driver's permit is what I… As far as I got. And I just felt like… I tried to like do public transportation and it was it like sucks. oh it was horrible it was yeah. scary too it was really scary and um I just felt like I couldn't be independent anymore and being in high school I was so independent in this city yeah. and my my parents felt like Korea and Seoul was so safe that they let me literally go on trips and do like everything mm-hmm. you know olds in Korea walk around by themselves like you know, it's wild. You could no one does that in America. 7-year-olds yeah. just like yeah. walking from like school to school Wearing their little backpack. No one's robbing them. <laughs> I still remember my first experience of realizing that I had a very naive mindset is I tried to join some like school club at the university. And I remember it like finished at like 7.30 or around 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, oh, like, you know, how are you getting home? And I was like, oh, my mom's going to pick me up. I'll just like text her now. And she's like, oh, well, when will she come? And I was like, uh, maybe in like 35, 40 minutes. I'll just wait for her outside. And the girl was like, excuse me, you're just going to like wait by yourself on campus. at It's like almost 8 p.m. And I was like, yeah, I think it's fine. Is it fine? And she was like, no, I'll wait with you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. like very like, not really, I wasn't mm. aware that of like the dangers because I'd grown up in such a kind of, I guess, sheltered, very like safe area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I, I, I guess it is I, I I guess we don't really appreciate it when we live in a city like Seoul that, that it is so safe. It really is. You know when you go back home and you kind of yeah, you, you realize you're walking down the street at certain hours of the evening or you know like even in Australia, you don't walk through parks in the middle of the night. You know, it's just shortcuts. Mm-hmm. You don't go through dark alleys or whatnot for a shortcut. You stay on yeah. the main. Well, you stay on the main streets that are lit, because you don't you don't know who's going to be down a dark street or in a dark park, and that's just like growing up. That was what we were taught. It's the same as like you said, a seven or eight year old child here in Korea. They can walk themselves to school. They in the look morning. like little adults that's here in the not, morning. Just walk, it, growing up, that was that was unheard of. It's like you walk to school with an adult and there are certain things you're taught as a child that you don't talk to strangers. And um, yeah, I, I find that, uh, yeah, the the safety here is, it, well, you're a lot safer here. So it's it's kind of those issues don't exist as much. So I, I, I find you kind of, once once you get out of this this pocket of safety, you kind of, Sometimes you let your guard down a little bit too much. Yeah. Mm. So, so when you came back to Korea, is that where you started your whole career as an actress? Um, well, originally I was just like a university student. So mm. I, uh, I applied to like two or three universities and I ended up going to Yonsei. 
university. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, throughout high school, I actually did like a few different like modeling jobs. Like I had a bunch of contacts for like agencies. A lot of the girls in my high school were like doing big like Samsung commercials and like big. And so I had like a like little connections here and there. And um, I think in 2016 is when I had like my first audition for something for like a role in a Korean drama. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I I'm a theater kid. So like I grew up like I've always like, like I always told my parents, I'm like, I'm gonna be an actress. Like, that's my thing. So I mean, I always had like a passion and a thing for acting. But I honest, like honestly never really thought that I would do it in Korea or that I would even do it as like a serious, serious thing. Mm -hmm. And so once I had that audition in 2016, it kind of was like, and I actually got the part. I was like, oh, I might actually be able to like pursue this and pursue it here and kind of seriously. So after that, it just kind of like progressed, I guess. What other, um, what other shows might uh, people have seen you in? Um, probably. So I, I mean, I've had like small roles here and there. Um, I guess like for Koreans, like especially like middle school Korean, mm. like girls and boys, they really like the series Voice. Voice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Korean CSI kind of yep. criminal minds, you know. So I played a role as one of the detective's wives who was also living a secret life. I actually were like kidnapping babies and selling them on the black market. You were? Yeah, it was an interesting… It's <laughs> really interesting role. Any role you play in a Korean drama is going to be… Out there. (laughs) So a lot of like Korean middle schoolers, they love that show. So do you have middle schoolers like walking up to you? Oh my god. When that show was like on TV, I was like stopped in the streets by all of these groups of like little kids. And they're all by themselves. No adults to be found. And they're like (laughs) screaming, you know. And I was always like, oh my god. (laughs) And their parents aren't around. So they're not going to tell you like, hey, leave her alone. (laughs) They're just kids. They're just by them damn selves. Yeah. And uh, probably like the most successful production that I was ever like so honored to be like a part of was um, When the Camilla Blooms, which was also offered on Netflix. So a lot of people were able to like see it and really enjoy. I mean, it was, I mean, it's an amazing drama. And that's when, that's where you were like, you worked at like a kanjang, kejang kind yeah, of place? Yeah, so I was like the part-time worker at um, Kodushim Songzingim's like, uh, what do you call it? Crab? Marinated, marinated crab shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for people who don't know what kanjang kejang is, right? It's, it's like where you slurp, raw. Yeah. Raw, it's like raw, raw crab that's that, been marinated in mm-hmm. soy sauce. And you got to slurp it out of the, the shell of the yeah. crab. And it's known as pap toduk because it, you eat so much damn yeah. rice because it's so good with the rice. It is. It is. Uh, for the uninitiated, it, it does sound quite… Um, it, it doesn't sound that appeasing because… Raw crab, raw crab. It's kind of like ew, it's so flavorful, but it is it is delicious. Like once you try it, you initially like I can't eat that. And you're like try it. Once you try it, you're like oh my god. At the good ones, yeah. at the good this ones, it's really good. Yeah. Some of them are sketchy. Like some of the like Mujehan refill ones. Ah, uh, are- yeah, because they're it's like it's they've had it there for probably you know two or three days, and it's kind of like just Ooh. on the edge of like yeah, yeah. Leave it too long and kind of, yeah. So I think now that we've gotten into, that was like her first big role. We could get into talking about how that changed her life in the next episode. What do you guys think? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
That that was a nice uh, segue. Like I liked that. How you that was did that. that was real smooth. Let's start yeah. talking. Let's hear more about when the camellia blooms on next week's episode of Nonsensible. <laughs> well, before before we go there, I would like to uh, give you this opportunity. If there is anything you would like to plug right now, is the time. Ooh, um, I haven't an Instagram, mm-hmm. and um, that's the only thing I really use for like social media. So. Yeah, if you guys want to like follow me and I love to do like Q&As and stuff on my Instagram. So it's just my name, Carson Allen on mm-hmm. Instagram. And if you've got any projects that projects. are coming up in the um, near future? Any- yes. Yeah, so I actually finished a project last year and mm-hmm. it's going to be a Netflix original series coming Ooh. out this summer. Nice. Yeah. In Korea or worldwide? In, so because it's a Netflix original series, it will be like every single country with Netflix, they will have it with subtitles wow. or dubbing. Congratulations so it, on it'll that. It'll re- release in Korea first and then go… No, well, Netflix usually they… Yeah, yeah. All at once. Oh, and they really? dump it. So it's like not like we'll get an episode a week. You know, they dump the entire… So we can binge. That yeah. Thing. Oh, wow. Nice. Congratulations. Can you, That's can cool. You, can you… Tell us the title or is that so, still under wraps? Um, it's like in, in Korean and English, they have like a completely different name. So in Korean, it's called But in, oh, oh, I've read about this. Yeah. I've read about this. But in English, they completely changed it to just be so not worth it. <laughs> yeah. I'd like that name too though. Yeah, yeah it was so just kind of different. Th- this is the one that's got… Um, Hanyamin in it, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're okay. um, we're an eight cast. So it's there's like, eight main characters, and and we're all like friends in university, like in a dormitory. Nice. Yes. Okay. Yes, I've Great. read about this. This is it's like one of the it's one of the top upcoming Netflix originals out of Korea that people are talking about at the moment. Yeah. <gasps> Congrats. I didn't so know great. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely worth looking out for. Nice. Congratulations. That's Thank great. Thank you. I'm excited. I, I hope everybody… It's a comedy. So I feel like, you know, as long as everybody's laughing and having a good time watching it, that just like warms my heart. Nice. Awesome. So, so we'll get into a little bit more about When the Camellia Blooms on the next episode. And we'll talk more about this Netflix thing coming up. Yes, Carson. Oh, thank- we didn't get the English name of the Netflix show. Oh, So, so not, not Worth It. it. So we Not did, Worth It. because it was just not and worth it. And you said it. you loved it. <laughs> I liked it, yeah. Sorry. I just Jeez, wanted to make dude. sure… Come on. I remember that before that she didn't say it the first time. <laughs> All right. I wanted to make sure she got the plug in. Carson, thank you for so joining us it. today. Thank uh, you for having me. If you want to watch the podcast in its entirety, you can find us on YouTube at The Dive Studios. You can also find us on Instagram at The Dive Studios. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave us a review. We appreciate the reviews that have five stars. You can also find us on Spotify Podcasts as well. Uh, I believe that's all Carson the information Allen, I have for through. us. We'll thank see you, you next week. Me. Yeah, Carson, thank you very much. See you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.